All right, welcome into the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. This is episode 29, Eric Berry, Rod Carew edition. It's June 30th, 2022. We're recording this on Monday, June 27th, 2022. Reached a little bit of a low point in the sports world as the Stanley Cup just ended last night as the Avs were able to beat the Lightning 2-1 to to win that series in six games, their first Stanley Cup playoffs since 2001. The NBA draft was last Thursday. Fourth of July is upon us. But before we get started talking what we have planned for the show today, I was informed by Ethan that as Ethan was moving to his new new place, so we welcome Ethan is joining us from a new his new uh, new pad. And Ethan told me that those two have quite the story for me. So I have no idea what this is or what this is about. And I'm not sure where this is going to go. So without further ado, the floor is you, yours, gentlemen. Well, I guess I, uh, I'm still upset about it. I'm still mad about it. And, and Grant goes into such great detail telling this story that I, I don't do it when I'm doing it. So I mean, I'm going to let Grant take the majority of it. I'll chime in with my expressions where you're needed, but Grant's going to go first. Oh, God, boys. So, so where do we start here? Um, and I would just like to thank Ethan for him applauding me on how well I tell the story uh, because I had to tell one to my buddy who went to Florida last week. Oh, Sirens and Ethan's new place. Life is good. Close to Minneapolis, someone might have gotten shot. Um, as I was telling the story to my buddy who moved in Florida, Ethan was just in awe about what was going on, and he was still star shook. So here, so here we go. So last Thursday, you know, uh, Ethan has his new apartment. Is uh, you know, he had the key a week before, but this was going to be the big day. We're going to move the couch, the bed, the bed frame, the TVs. Ethan's going to come over to my place, grab a TV from my roommate, grab a TV stand. We, we got a couch. That'll be part of the story. And then also we should congratulate Ethan on him buying a new car. Uh, yeah. what, just 10, 10 days ago right now. Whoop, whoop. Um, you know, a nice Jeep. Uh, a Trailhawk or Compass? Compass Trailhawk. Compass Trailhawk. My God, he, he's a big boy right now. And uh, oh. it's a sexy looking car. All black, uh, you know, black rims, red outlines. It's a sexy vehicle. So that's important, too, for this story. So the day starts off. Uh, I go to Ethan's old old apartment or old townhouse here in Plymouth, and you know he's a gentleman. And he goes, "Hey, if any driving you need to do today, Grant, you can take my new car." So we go to Ethan's man old. People. He's a man of the people. He cares. You know, inflation's gas high. Yeah, gas, gas ain't cheap. He goes, "You know what? You can drive my car. Uh, you leave your car at my old house, old townhouse in Plymouth." Uh, so for Minneapolis. Uh, audience Ethan moved to Bunnies there uh, he moved by Bunnies in St. Louis Park so two cities so get to Ethan's uh, old townhouse you know we're gonna move we're gonna we get there we go to U-Haul we get the moving van we go in smooth sailing we're there for maybe a half not even a half hour and in that time we can get a bed a bed frame a couch um, chairs we had damn near everything that first you know a, a, a TV stand a wine rack a lamp you know damn near everything you could ask for so that that's real smooth then we load up ethan's 
you know, new car with, uh, you know, just a bunch of small stuff, bathroom stuff, uh, you know, kitchen, maybe small kitchen appliances that he could fit in a paper bag. We fill that truck, load up. Life is good. So then we drive to his new place. Again, we're there for 20 minutes. It's smooth sailing. We load everything in. We load everything out. Life is good. So then we're like, oh, we got some time to kill. But uh, first, let's go to back to my house in Plymouth. We take the U-Haul van. Ethan gets, you know, a nice 55-inch TV, a TV stand, a hell of a deal. Because my roommate, a good friend of mine, Alec, he wanted to get the shit out of here. Ethan needed something. People helping people. It's a beautiful thing. Then we go up to uh, uh, Bunny's, Minneapolis is best, for some lunch. We're watching the Twins play. Life is good. And then after that, we go back to Ethan's place. We get the internet set up. He gets the internet set up. I'm talking to my buddy Caleb down on the phone in Florida. Life is good. For, so far for a moving day, it can't get any better. I mean, this is written in the stars. It's just smooth sailing, just like a hot knife through butter. It can't get any better than this. And then we have to drive up to Coon Rapids because Ethan, through Craigslist, uh, found this gal who was looking to get rid of a couch. And guess what? Ethan needed a couch. His old one was trash. It was dumpy. I think he left it at his old place and told his old roommates good luck. Yeah, uh, my roommates that. asked me what I was doing with it last night. I didn't respond. So that hopefully tells him that I'm not grabbing it. Oh, uh, and he's not petty at all, folks. He's not petty. Remember that. <laughs> so we're driving not at up. all. We're, we're driving up. We're driving up to Coon Rapids to uh, get this new couch. And this is where the adventure begins. Ethan's going to stop at a bank, you know, try to get a couple hundred dollars in cash. Uh, you know, to buy this new couch, life's good. So GPS takes us to a U.S. bank, and the U.S. bank is a parking ramp. It's it's a two-story parking ramp that says U.S. Bank, and I'm like, this this is no bank. We 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 don't well, belong. Looking here. back, this should have been the point where we started questioning what was about to happen, or that something was going to go wrong. Yeah. So then we we try to go into St. Louis Park and stop at a new place. It's a Bank of America. And this place doesn't even look, it doesn't even look like a bank. It looks like a building 50 years into the future. And it, it almost looked like a home realty office where you're going to go buy a home. We're just, we're just looking to get a couple hundred dollars. Okay. So whatever, you know, we end up and you know, we find a bank and gets us cash. We go up to Coon Rapids, meet this gal. She goes, Oh, you know what? Unfortunately, my mom just passed away. Uh, you know, I was looking to get rid of the couch. I got a sectional. She said, you know, hey, a couple hundred dollars. This was probably a thousand dollar couch. No one had sat in it before. So Ethan got a hell of a deal. We load the car up. But remember how, and then to go back when I first started this story, I put my keys for my car that was at Ethan's old place in his new car because I didn't want to have to carry on my pocket all day. My phone and my wallet, trash, too much stuff. Carried in there. So put my keys in the glove box. We drive up to Coon Rapids and just moving van. And we leave his car um, parked in what we thought was lot 17 by Era on Excelsior. We come back, we beat traffic. And then as we pull into the parking lot, I look over to my right and I'm like, wait a minute, there's a different car there. And I, I look over at Ethan, I say, Ethan, where's your Jeep at? And he goes, oh, no, no, Grant, it's, it's parked right there. I said, no, no, bro, bro, it's not. He said, what do you mean? I said, there's another car parked in spot 17. I think your car got towed. Oh, he no. Goes, he, he goes, no, 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 that's not possible. I, I said, Ethan, it's not there. This is a black car that says well, something like, I love Rob Zombie on the bumper sticker. And I know Ethan's not a Rob Zombie guy. No, he's a douche. <laughs> so I'm just, 
I'm appalled. I'm like, oh my God, I think this guy got toned. And then in my head, I'm, this is what I'm thinking. Is there a, so then I go up and we're confused because Ethan has a parking permit. He shouldn't be getting towed. And I'm like, I'm going to go up, look at this dude's front windshield and see what he's, see if he's got the same parking pass. And on his window, it says era on Excelsior number 17. We're in spot 17. And this is when Grant gets an idea brewing. He's like, wait a minute. Is there a chance that there's one parking spot in this whole lot that's reserved for one clown? But it, it can't be. So we're confused. And I'm like, yo, dude, it's 445. This apartment office closes. You got to go get your car. You got to find them and call this number to tow. So we're walking over to the office and I see a number and I say, yo, Ethan, it's this <coughs> towing company here. Call this number. See if they got your car. So Ethan stops, comes back, calls the number. Oh, no, we have no record of your car. Uh, it's, it's, it's not here. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. We're thinking, oh, my God, where'd the car go? Did some other towing company get it? This can't be good. Ethan has no car. We just have U-Haul, man, and we need to get that back to the shop by 630. So time is not on our side. So we get we get to the building where, you know, the leasing office is. And then, you know, Ethan walks in and he goes, hey, I, you know, I'm just wondering. I, I think my car got towed. It's not there. I can't find it. And the office looks at us and they say, oh, no, we would get an email. Um if you know your car was towed because we only go through the one company and you know we have no record for that so we don't know where your car's at so ethan's car is missing i have no keys to my car and no keys to my house so, so you're as we're so just to make sure i'm on the same page because you put your keys in, in his box. yeah okay yeah, yep yeah oh pocket because we're thinking, hey, at the end of the day, when we bring the U-Haul back, we'll take the U-Haul back to U-Haul. I'll drive Ethan's car. Then we get – he takes his car over. He drives back to his old place, and I go home. Life's good. Kumbaya. Campfire songs. So then as we're back, Ethan calls the uh, the tow company again. And they go, hey, you know, I just called. You said you didn't have my car. They're like, well, what's the – you know, six digits of your VIN number? And he reads it off and he goes, oh, yeah, it, it, this car literally just got here about two minutes ago. So we probably missed his car getting towed by five, ten minutes. Oh, <laughs> and then right, right as Ethan gets that call, he gets an email from the said, oh, hey, we have been notified that your car has been towed out of this lot 17, blah, 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 blah. So then as we're walking back you know, to the office, I forgot to mention this. I see on the parking ramp, parking spot, parking lot 18 there's a car parked in front of 18 what's the parking pass say era 18 lot 19 era 19 20 era 20 so in this apartment complex there's literally one parking spot in each little area reserved for one person and we happen to pick the wrong person oh geez. car got towed so then we get back we get the couch inside and well, then like let's say oh, let's I talk about the parking spot for a minute it's in the middle of the parking lot. It's not even close to a building. Yeah. Like that's something that makes no sense. This dude has to walk all the way across the damn parking lot just to get to his apartment. And he pays extra to not have any roof on his house or on his, over his car. Plus it's a shitty car in the first place. And yeah, he's literally parked in between two buildings. So he's not close to anywhere. And then when Ethan is talking to the people on the phone from the tow truck company, he's like, Hey, you know, can I come by later today and pick my car up? Oh, well, actually, sorry, sir. We hate to notify you, but our office closes at 4 p.m. You'll have to pick your car up tomorrow morning. What? <laughs> so you, 
You'll tow people all night, but you won't come pick this dude's. You can't let us pick his car up until after 4 p.m. That's ridiculous. So then after we're just flabbergasted, we don't know what hit us. We literally have to do this. So I can get home. We go in, we get the couch. Well, inside add, I just got this new car. I don't even have the fucking title. Yeah. He didn't have a title yet. And they want the six to get your car back. They want the last six of the VIN, how much you paid for it, the title, all this other stuff. He goes, I bought this car five days ago. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so then we're sitting back like this. <coughs> Excuse me. We get done moving. So I can get my car home. We have to do this. Drive from Ethan's new apartment to my house at 530 in rush hour traffic going north. So I can go home, get my spare key. And then when I get my spare key, we drive to Ethan's old apartment. And then to bring the U-Haul back, we got to go from Ethan's old, old townhouse to the gas station so he can fill it up from the gas station to U-Haul, U-Haul back to Ethan's new apartment. And then I can go home. <laughs> so what uh. should have taken 20 minutes took an hour and a half. All because we happened to park in the wrong freaking spot. And one guy said, wait a minute, I pay an extra $50 a month for this terrible spot. I'm going to have this dude towed. And like we said, we should have known this was coming because when you're moving, something always goes pear-shaped. It's awful. And then Ethan's car gets towed and we're thinking, this is unbelievable. And to make it worse, guys, I didn't tell you this. On Thursday, I woke up Friday morning at 3 a.m. about a nightmare that my car was getting towed. <laughs> too, too bad you weren't there when i picked my car up oh this friday morning was so sketchy it I, you, it's in the very back of like an old ass strip mall in freaking crystal oh gross sketchy sketchy area and if anyone if people don't know crystal it's just it's not good let's just go with that and <laughs> you have to you have to go all the way back around and then you see that you see where the cars are but then you don't really see anything like where you walk in. And all of a sudden there's like this A-frame that just says Schmidt towing just to the left right there. Doors locked. You have to hit like not a not a doorbell, like a buzzer to like a like, like you're a going to a real box. Like, yes. Like, it's a like lock, the locked FedEx building in Fargo. Yeah, yep. it's just sketchy as <laughs> hell. And you gotta push that to get in, and then they get inside and uh, there's, you just walk into a very small, like maybe eight by eight room, not even probably. And then they have barbed wire, freaking, not barbed wire, but like bars, like a prison bar. Jesus. And then they just have like a small, like a ticket window. That's all they have in there. And then they're just like <laughs> proof of, proof of, uh, like, or proof of ownership. I'm just like, okay. You know, I, I'm putting, these guys were definitely packing like 100% fucking, they definitely had guns on them, but I was I just, just like, what the hell? I couldn't get over the like how I was just like, yo, dude, bro, where's your car at? It's it's not here. It's, it's not gone. There. It's gone. <laughs> it was un unbelievable, and it didn't help that Thursday it was it was hot, and we're all yeah. we're all you know, it wasn't much physical work, but you're moving, you're tired, you're just like, oh, I don't want to do this, and it just it it mm -hmm. it's. Un uh, and back to Grant mentioned I'm petty. So the following day, once I got my car back. Uh, the, the, the spot next to him just happens to be open. So I don't park in his spot, but I purposefully back up in my, my, I, I back up so I can still get out on my side without whacking my door on anything. 
but I go right on that line. I mean, my tire was probably just a little bit over the line, just so that son of a gun has to deal with getting in there and just, I can be a petty piece of shit and make his life not fun. It would have been really funny if he towed it. He called it and got it towed again just because you did that. Just petty. No, I updated my car info. They can't tow him, so he can he can go do something else in his life besides tow my truck. I won't say it. <laughs> so yeah, that was our Thursday night. That sounds. Hey, that, what just killed me the most was literally this. This is what killed me the most. Ethan's new apartment, where I live where I live, Ethan's old place, Ethan's old place, gas station, gas station, U-Haul, U-Haul, Ethan's now current place so I could drop him at home, Grant had to go home. I was just like, oh, this is ridiculous. And I'm go as I'm going, playing this through my head, um, when we got the couch inside, I was just like, this is going to take an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And, and then we almost, it, I felt like we almost took the door off of Ethan's new the new cool. front door. I mean, <laughs> if we had if we had 36 and a half inches to get that couch through, we used like 36 and seven fifteenths of it. <laughs> we, uh. were, we were skating by the edge there. It was it. The oh, worst God. thing was I had no wine to drink and I didn't have a car to go get any after all that stress. <laughs> True. First world problems terrible. right there. Oh, that's terrible. it. Yeah. Bad day all around. Uh, hey, the Twins won that day, though. So They did. They did win that day. They and that, that was that was part of the positive, too. On the way up to Coon Rapids, Wilson of the Twins game, they get the yeah. win. Ethan, Ethan's like, after what they did last night, this would be the most Twins thing to win 1-0. And guess what they won? Yeah. They did. They did. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that wasn't that was quite the story to start the podcast off but we'll move over to the NBA draft was last Thursday and I didn't get to watch any of it I was at golf league I golf horribly but we got the win so that's what matters and I one of the guy one of the teams team we were playing had it on so I was able to listen to a little bit of the picks and the magic fan here they took I wasn't really sure they every time Orlando gets a the number one pick or a top two pick. It never see. it always seems like it's a year too early or a year too late. They never get that like just absolute stud. Hey, they got Shaq and Dwight Howard once. They did. They did. And well, Shaq was before I was alive. And then yeah, Dwight Howard, we had some good years, but since Dwight Howard is what I was saying. Okay. But they the Magic took Paulo Banchero from Duke. And I wasn't really sure who to pick. I was kind of leaning a little bit towards Jabari Smith from Auburn. And I asked our uh, re- former guest, Anthony Wright, on Twitter, who who I should, uh, who I hope Orlando takes that would give me some hope. And he said Paulo. So I will trust him. My biggest concern with him is because he is definitely talented. I just don't think he has a dog in him. You watch the Final Four game against Carolina who Duke had four four players taken in this year's draft so surely they and in coach K's final year they had to have won the national title didn't they did they not uh Caleb Love said hold my beer actually hold hold my cigarette oh and, oh that's uh, right I'm and gonna so hit this Carol- big shot. Carolina had to have quite a few guys draft in the first round too didn't they 
Uh, none. Oh, that's, they did. Weird. But it was Coach K's last year. There's no way he was going to lose. There was no way he was going to go on a media tour, have everybody deep throat his cock for 10 months, then cry <laughs> when teams wouldn't give him a, a going away present. But it wasn't about him. It was not about Coach, Coach K's K wife all. put his kids in suitcases in a closet. In he a deserves closet. to be put in jail. In a closet. In a closet. And he's bragging about it. In a southeastern Asian country. That's not Unbelievable. safe. Unbelievable. No. Child Man. endangerment. Arrest his ass. I'd hey. say child was child endangerment, child neglect, just being a dookie in general. They're just awful people. Well, well, no, not entirely, because his wife did wear a mask. Oh, so she's I'm better. Trying to bet John Shire's kids are in some like cellar right now, just sitting there trying to what? figure out where their next meal's coming from. Oh, dude, he, John Shire can't even get into his office because Coach K refuses to leave it. But hey, Coach K is not going to any of the games next year. No, remember that hiding in no. his basement. It's it, it, and it's not about him. It's about everybody else. But oh, someone yeah. changed but him I'm, up in his closet. So he can but I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mad when Carolina doesn't honor me, or NC State. But. Enough of that. I I'll, we'll go back to the Apollo, and that that's my biggest concern. Is and in that final four game, he he had 19 points, but he disappeared the last five minutes. There was no nowhere to be found. And if you're a number one pick, you you can't do that. I I I've heard the comparisons of Kevin Durant, which if he if it turns out to be that way, great. And I will buy a Paulo Banchero jersey. I, I I have a question. Who said that Kevin Durant comparison was Kendrick Perkins? Because if it was Kendrick Perkins, that doesn't count. I mean, we would be better at doing basketball analysis than him. And he played <laughs> in the NBA. I mean, his player comparisons were just awful all night. I mean, the way you listen to him, this draft class is going to have 16 future Hall of Famers. He didn't Every even know some class, of the game players. I think yeah. no. I think what he did was I think he was just trolling the entire night. I think I think he's gotten to that stage of his life like old people do where I'm pretty sure they just say the wrong, say things the wrong way just to piss young people off. I, and I think that's what he was doing. I think he was just going full troll mode, trying to just get under people's skin by mispronouncing stuff. No, I, I think, think Kevin Perkins is cool because if you remember watching him play, he could have elbowed the guy in the eye, broken an eye bone, and he would have thrown his hands in the air like, no, I didn't touch him. No, I, I didn't do it. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, ref. I mean – is this what ESPN has come to where Jay yeah. Billis looks like he doesn't want to be there because there's someone incompetent next to him who they're trying to make the star when it's like, let this be the Jay Billis show. Um, and one player I do miss on draft night, speaking of draft comparisons is, is Chauncey Billis. Uh, you know, now the head coach of the Portland trailblazers, when he gave his comparisons, it actually made sense. And you kind of saw your, you know, listening when you're watching the highlights, you're like, Hmm. Yeah, this dude could maybe be a player like this. He's not promoting anyone to be an all-pro or, you know, an all-time great. But, um, you know, he was thoughtful. He made made sense, and he was passionate about it. So I kind of just missed Chauncey in the media. I think we need more – and we said this on – I said this on a previous podcast. I don't know if, I don't know if Richard Jefferson – I know – was was he on draft night as, he, as well? He was not. He was not. We need more Richard Jefferson because listening to him is – he's – He's fantastic. He's incredible. He knows Richard, his stuff. We need more Richard Jefferson, JJ Reddick, and I like Matt Barnes. Whenever Matt Barnes is on on Fox. Okay. Yeah, he's all right. Chris Broussard, I think, disappeared. I haven't heard anything about him in ever. Well, 
he's now doing um, uh, first things first with Nick Wright in the morning. Is he a full-time yeah. host now? Yeah. Well, they have like four hosts or something. Oh. It's Jenna Wolf, um, you know, Nick, um, Chris Broussard, and some some guy from with Boston ties. Is it like Kevin Wilds? I want to say. I just big Patriots guy, big Celtics guy, and him and Nick don't get along because you know Nick hates everything to do with Boston. And um, I think it's just scripted TV that there can be a little rivalry. Um, but yeah, so Chris, he, and, and then he's got a radio show or a podcast on Fox Sports. Um, but uh, not doing much reporting anymore, more almost like some analysis type work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I know Brandon Marshall was the host before him, but that clearly must not have worked out. And uh, you get, uh, what did you guys think of the Wolves picks? You guys, I like the center. I like Kessler. They need a rim protector, and he's the mm-hmm. definition of it. Um, I can't remember who else the other guy they took was. Honestly, they, they took uh, Wendell Moore, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, he could be good. I don't think he ever really was what he could have been at Duke either. So I mean, he has a lot of potential. So I think that's kind of what the T Wolves have been going for a lot the last couple of drafts. It's just pure potential when you look at yeah. Vanderbilt and stuff like that. And I'm with you, Ethan. I, I like the Kessler pick because they did need a rim protector on the inside. And someone who's not looking to be the guy offensively. Someone who can just sit back, you know, get rebounds, you know, block shots. So that way, Cat doesn't have to take on that role of being a yeah. rim protector. Be more, he can be more of an offensive guy. You um, put him at the floor like he's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying Kessler's going to start by any means, but it gives Cat the more uh, – chances at playing the floor yeah exactly and you know if you know they're on the court at the same time if you're playing you know a team like denver and you got Jokic, you can put kessler on him because he's got six fouls i'm not saying he's going to stop Jokic. Jokic is back-to-back mvps but anytime you got someone who is a little better on the defensive end you don't have to have your star um big man guard him and you can save mm-hmm. fouls life is good so i i like to pick there and you know, Wendell Moore, he didn't play bad last year for Duke, but he's another another wing defender and a three-point shooter that the Wolves, you know, covered so much. It feels like this roster is filled with those. So, I mean, we'll see. And the new basketball ops guy coming from Denver, he knows how to evaluate talent. You know, it's not his fault. His team got destroyed with injuries last year. And, yeah. well, Mike Porter Jr. has a bad back, and that's on him for taking him. But he built he built yeah, a hell of a score. He wasn't a first-round pick. Was that? Or was he first round? Was Porter a first round pick? Yeah, thought- yeah, he was. He was like fifteen, I think. Yeah, so I'd take that talent at fifteen. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, he was the number one player coming out of his high school high class, school. Yeah. and then he he barely played at Missouri because his back. He had back his- issues there too. Yeah. But. Yeah, right. and then in the second round, Orlando took Caleb Houston out of Michigan. So. I think Michigan or Orlando is just Michigan South at this point between. The Wagner brothers, and then taking Caleb Houston. He's three and D guy. I mean, he had some good moments, had some bad moments. Got taken in the second round. Hopefully, it works out. Hopefully, he's able to provide some. But I do like the young core Orlando has around them with Paulo. If he can take that step, find that dog in him, and lead them, because I think that would get them over the hump. I like Jalen Suggs at point guard. I like Franz. Do they have Cole Anthony? Yep, Cole Anthony. Markel Fultz, if he was really coming on before he 
Achilles blew up again. And mm. I, I I liked him. So they they have a good core. Uh, Mo Bamba as well. Jonathan Isaac, if he could stay healthy, it sounds like he might be on his way out, though, just because there's just no room for him. But there's some talent there. I have some hope. And hopefully within the next few years, they'll be able to get into the playoffs. Hey, see what happens. Question for you on, uh, you know, on the Magic. You hear the, the – podcast the radio interview Shaq was on this week about wanting to be an owner for the team how do you feel about former stars trying to you know be owners of you know professional teams what's your, what's your kind of take on that I'm I think I'm I own I like it a little bit just because I think the own the own those those types of owners they understand what the players go through they understand how they tick how they work mentally it obviously hasn't quite worked out for Michael Jordan and Charlotte where they're really have made some deep runs. He's not, hasn't been great as a GM or owner, but it, it depends and depends on who he has around him. I think that that's the biggest thing is just getting the right people in the, in your circle and not having just a bunch of yes men around you. If you're able to have guys that have different viewpoints, understand what that main goal is and come together to build towards that goal. I don't have an issue with it. So it really depends on, on who they put around them and if they're able to come work through their disagreements and ultimately get over that hump. But yeah, it's interesting. And Orlando, they've been just a horribly run franchise forever. So maybe something like that, maybe getting an owner like Shaq in there would be a, be something good, a new change of uh, just the, fresh face 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 of the franchise and Shaq is beloved beloved in Orlando and got to the finals when he was playing there and who knows I think if if Penny's able to stay healthy and not get hurt I think I think Shaq stays I think Orlando has at least one title yeah I mean yeah who knows who knows I mean you know that those Lakers teams they were just absolutely loaded you know with Phil as the coach but uh you're telling me that the magic couldn't take down, you know, you know, they couldn't take down Reggie Miller and the Pacers and the Nets and, you know, AI Sixers that year. And, you know, you know, rest in peace to Kobe, but let's be honest, Shaq was a straw that stirred that drink for those first three titles. Mm-hmm. Kobe took over in 2000 when Shaq got fouled out in, I want to say with game four, but Shaq was the dude. And uh, who knows, you know, he could have done that in the East. It's not his fault that he had to play Hakeem Olajuwon there in 95 and the defending champs. Um, so yeah, you're right. It's just, it's always interesting to see what could have been had someone not gotten injured, injured, excuse me, or if someone, you know, said, Hey, I want to get traded. It's always fun to play those what if games. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not Shaq wouldn't be the first owner. The wolves have a rod as an owner. I'm trying to think of Michael Jordan and Charlotte, Pat Riley. Well, Pat Riley has some share ownership shares, I think for the heat. He's yeah, been think, there forever. He, he he has to at this point. Mm-hmm. Trying to think who else does. It's not James I don't Dolan. Think the NFL does. Uh, no, I know there's. I I wouldn't be surprised if Manning in a couple of years gets a small share and maybe the, Tom Brady could have bought the Dolphins, but but that what? fell through. Well, Tom was, Brady he unofficially officially owns the New York Jets. True, and he does. Let's not forget that Aaron Rodgers owns the city of Chicago. He does. He, he um, basically wins, owns the NFC North at this point. Mm-hmm. 
But well, the Sorry, best part, Ethan. you know, this game this last year in Soldier Field. Oh, who owns the NFC North? Aaron Rodgers. Well, Cousins is 4-3-1 and one versus the Packers. Well, and, you know, on that note, sure, the Packers have won this division recently, but if you go back, back the last – Vikings six, have won the series. I'm just saying. Vikings and yep. Packers, it's close to 500 to the Vikings maybe have a one-game advantage. I mean – 4-3-1, legitimately. That's exactly well, what yeah, it is. That's yeah, Kirk's record. I'm saying go Pack. you know, with Keenum and Brad – and in yeah. 15, when Teddy and it was the year of AP, it's got to be yeah. pretty 500 Vikings Packers. Um, Should be five and three for Kirk, considering we missed the kick in overtime and all that shit with that was brutal. But in the oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was yeah, the, yeah, that was the first game against the two. Yeah, that, that was freaking two needle throw to Thielen. No, that, yeah. was, that wasn't that wasn't that. Yeah, that was week two, 2018. I thought it was 19. Nope, 18. It was it was it was the 18. It was 18 and then in the 19 uh, Super Bowl or 19 season where the Super Bowl was played. But 19, yeah. the, the Packers swept them. Did they sweep them? Yeah, they did because the Vikings yeah. got up three touchdowns in the first quarter. And then uh, they yeah. came, the, the comeback was late. But, yeah, you're right. It was it was 19. So. But, yeah, so we'll move over to the NHL playoffs. Last night the Avs wrapped up. We're able to close it out on the road in Tampa against the Lightning. And Grant predicted Lightning in seven, but got fell a little bit behind, fell down 3-1, able to get it to 3-2 Friday night in Colorado. But in the end, Darcy Kemper played really good those last night. After giving up an early goal, the Avs were able to get two on the board in the second period. And... They were the best team all year. I think the Lightning gave them everything they could handle, but I think the Lightning's injuries were just a little bit too much against a team like Colorado. Well, I mean, yeah. you got to give Tampa Bay credit even for coming back in that series. After those first yeah. two, you're thinking four sweep. Like, it's over. It's done. They just got their ass absolutely handed to them out mm-hmm. in Colorado. You bounce back. You win – you win, win game three, then you lose game four, correct? Then you go back on the road, win game five. I mean, mm-hmm. you you got a you got a puncher's chance at that point, but yeah, like they at, or Atlanta, uh, Denver's just way too explosive. Like it's just freaking. You get them in the open ice, it's done. Like it doesn't matter who it is, even. Well, yeah, and they just they just they come at you in waves, guys. You know they're 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 four lines deep. I mean, you know that the game four win they had last Wednesday. They just they didn't stop attacking in overtime, and I'm watching this and I'm thinking, oh crap, something bad's going to happen here soon. You just kind of get that feeling like if Tampa Bay wants to win this game, they're going to need a lucky break because they're just it was just a savaging. Denver's just peppering them. Oh, just peppering Vasilevsky, and um, you know, uh, I'm I can't say the guy's name because I'm going to totally mess it up, but he just put a nice move on and he, and he beat Vasilevsky in the upper, upper corner there, and for a while nobody knew nobody knew if the puck went in. Um, cause it was kind of like where to go, where to go, where to go. But you know, Colorado, they were, they were just the best team all year. They, they were deep. They came at you in so many ways. I mean, it was, it, it was their year and, um, you know, for them to build this team over the last 10 years and to hit on so many first round picks, um, it just shows that's, this is how you should build a team, you know, build it through the draft. Um, you just, you build a deep team, you have a coaching staff you can trust and, you know, they finally got over that second round hump this last year because before this year, they lost in the second round, I want to say three years in a row. And people were like, can Colorado do it? Can Colorado do it? 
Um, and, you know, like Dylan said with injuries, well, that's, it's not Colorado's fault that Tampa oh. Bay, you know, they were banged up mm-hmm. and through war these last three years of a COVID Stanley Cup and playing into July last year. And then this year, you know, round two when George Bennington gets hurt in game three, that's well, not their fault. Collisions happen. It's sports. Um, and, you know, St. Louis, they just couldn't rebound from that. But so, yeah, Colorado, they were, they were just dominant. It was their year. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, don't like the abs. I don't really like the city of Denver uh, sports wise. Um, thanks to those, these, all these Broncos fans out there, but they were the best team and they deserved it. And it's always cool to see these guys, you know, lift the Stanley Cup up for the first time because they're so joyous when they do it. And, uh, you know, they were the best team. It's, it's their time. It's their time to shine. Yeah, for sure. And have you got – I know they just uh, have that E60 or 30 for 30 on ESPN of the Avs Red Wings <clears throat> series in the early 2000s. Have you guys been able to watch that yet? I have not. Not yet. I want no. to because – looks it looks awesome um so i gotta i gotta find some time to watch that because like you said Red just, were the team for us growing up they were always damn good yeah mm-hmm. so yeah once once they moved them to the eastern conference it seemed like it's just been gone downhill for them because the those are the two teams always consistent yep yep them and them in new jersey and then uh, Roder. pittsburgh pittsburgh kind of yeah over for a little bit and um now the red wings are just they're just an afterthought i mean they, they moved out of joe lewis arena they now play it was it is it little caesar's arena yeah little caesar's palace yeah little caesar's or something yeah with um with uh with the pistons and it just it's 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 not the same for it's the a hell of a facility i'll give them that what was that it's a nice facility oh yeah i'm sure it is i mean it's you know brand new construction but it's just nothing like Joe Lewis Arena for those for those Red Wings there in downtown Detroit. No, and yes, yeah, so Avs are the best team. We'll see if they can run it back next year, and we'll move over. It is the Fourth of July weekend. You guys got anything planned? Um, Cody Cody Vangerson's coming back, so we're oh, gonna nice. some, do some golf on Thursday, and then Saturday I think we're gonna hit up his cabin and then grandparents are coming. So we got ah. all kinds of good stuff. Then I get a grill for the team on 4th of July at work. So, Oh, there you go. Yeah, and that's the, so you not only get a grill, but you're getting paid extra money to do it. God, what a time. I'm getting paid extra money to grill all day. It's fantastic. That's, that's damn near the great there. That yeah. Is. And then I'm going to go find fireworks to watch somewhere. You know, there's plenty up in this parts and these parts. Oh, there's more than enough. I know me. I just nothing, uh, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy, you know, for the old grandster plan. Might try to maybe get out on a on a boat ride, enjoy this nice weather because the weather is going to be just fantastic this weekend. So kind of go do out do that, and you know maybe try to find some good food here on Lake Minnetonka, which there's plenty of, and uh, do a little sightseeing. Uh, but uh, nothing too crazy. Just kind of a laid back, chill weekend, just uh, just like me. So it should be fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I think I'm going on to my aunt and uncle's cabin out at Lake Chad. It's about an hour or so south southeast of Dickinson. So go hang out with them. Granger Smith is in Dickinson. He's doing a concert with Earl Dibbles. So I might go check that out. Other than that, I don't really have a whole lot planned. Maybe do some golf. 
And that's, yeah, that's about all I have planned for the fourth. Hang out, relax. And then we'll move over to Curveball of the Week. And we'll keep it in the 4th of July realm because it is the 4th of July Monday. So what what is your guys' favorite 4th of July activity? I've always been a huge fireworks guy. I don't know. That was just the one thing we always did growing up was we go with our best friends from Iowa and we just – we watch watch fireworks all night. Like it's it was fantastic. You know, you you bring your food and all that stuff, some snacks, some some Capri Suns, and you just lay out and you watch fireworks. Are you a, are you a fan of buying the fireworks or are you just like watching? Uh both. We did. We would go to South Dakota, drive up and buy some illegal ones since that was the closest state. But I, yeah, lighting them off's fun. It's a lot more fun when you hit the big ones and you have to sprint out of there so you don't get blown up. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't pull a Jason Pierre Paul and uh, yeah, you know, blow your hand off. Would miss not a thumb and have to wear a club the rest of your life. Yeah, uh, if we ever get him on, I'm gonna ask him what it's like having three less fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure that Duke could beat your ass through a screen, and I hope he does. <laughs> make for good television. It, it would make it for would. a great YouTube. Or right. just end it and just tell us to go pound sand. Just don't say we wouldn't even get to ask him a question. That's the one question we ask and <laughs> you know, cl- classic Ethan, just ruining ruining good things. Um, yep. what I do best. But for me, for me, it's it's the it's 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 the food. It's the you know you, you pull the, you get the charcoal out. Like you, I I love me some food. You guys know this. I'm a big boy. Um, it's just, you know, getting together with family, you know, hanging out on the grill, you know, for me, the food staple, it's, it's a 4th of July special. It's a brat staple, you know, probably, well, I'm going to be honest here. I'll probably try to have three or four brats myself. Then all, all the food on the side, getting together. Are we talking all day or in one sitting? Cause if it's all day, you are at least, you're going to eat at least eight wieners. Oh no, it's in one set. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. All at then, the same time. Oh yeah. Four. I, I told you. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm copy all at one time. I'm gonna inhale don't my. Don't food. even chew them, just straight down. Yeah, I'm just gonna just like Dylan's buddy. I'm just gonna swallow a whole hot dog. Oh my god, I did it! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna have no shame when I have you know four brats, uh, sixteen brownies, three pounds of potato salad, a bunch of coleslaw, I'm and, salad. and I'm gonna look at my mom and sister in the face and say, I'm I'm proud of what I did. They're gonna be embarrassed <laughs> to see me there. Daryl's going to love it, um, but he can't love it too much because his wife is there and, you know, she has to tame him down a little bit. Sorry, mom. Um, but, Are they uh, going to be back tomorrow? Uh, they're going to be back on Thursday, Thursday night. Nice. Yeah, I got to okay. pick them up. They're going to they're be exhausted for these next couple of days, so I might uh, go down and see them next week when uh, they're back and, uh, you know, fully functioned with the time because when they got there last Thursday or Friday morning, they walked around Rome did some sightseeing got to the hotel and then you know they were probably in bed by seven at 3 30 they were like we're wide awake uh because of all the travel and all that other nonsense but uh, yeah they'll, they'll be back from rome so uh be able to hear all those fun little adventures um zan but yeah just you know food, good food meeting with family I haven't seen for a while sharing some stories um you know ha- having three having you know three or four cold ones throughout the whole day you know three or four cold ones and just having a good time yeah, I, I I'm there with you. My my uncle usually when we go out to his cabin, he usually makes a makes a, sh- a shrimp broil, 
shrimp crab broil where you got the potatoes, shrimp, mussels, uh, corn, I was gonna say potatoes, the corn. carrots. You got oh, everything. Oh. And you just dumps it on the table and you pick it what you want to eat. Crawfish. It's incredible. And then and then, you know, you're out on out on the lake, you're just enjoying the water, the good weather, having a couple 14, 15 cold ones if you're me. And mm-hmm. just being with family or friends and that's what it's all about. Just being being around the people you care the most about and, and when you're li- company. When you're listening to music, you're listening to Toby Keith all day and only Toby Keith. Toby Keith and Kid Rock, baby. That's it. That's all you need. Yes. So we hope everybody has a happy and safe 4th of July. We will talk to you next week. We're back. Make sure you tune in to next week's episode where, well, we'll figure out something to talk about. We'll recap our 4th of July weekend, some Twins talk, and more. Check us out on all of our social media platforms where we'll be posting other content. Check out the Three Guys Talking Ball Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 3GTB Podcast, where we will also be posting short clips of the show and other content. You can also check out our Three Guys Talking Ball YouTube page, where we will be posting the full podcast if you want to see the video version. That'll wrap up this week's episode of the Three Guys Talking Ball Podcast. We'll talk to you next week.